0: Hello everybody, Um, welcome to episode two of our series Spotlight on Financial Services Tax uh, where we're going to be talking about the EU's mandatory disclosure regime or otherwise known as DAC6. Uh,
1: Peter uh, on the first topic automatic exchange of information a very important question that a lot of people are asking what is information reporting all about?
0: Okay well thank you um, Bilal um, and yeah thanks for joining us everybody. Um, Notice we have a nice socially distanced uh, um, uh, discussion uh, uh, for you going on uh, today. So um, to answer your question Bilal, um, information reporting. Um, uh, th- there's one uh, key aspect which is the FACCA and CRS uh, regime um, which is about um, uh, individual I- information on individuals and that's what I'm going to focus on. There are other information reporting regimes and we'll come to those later on in the discussion. Let's focus then on, on FACCA and CRS. Uh, th- this is a regime actually that's been around in the international environment for um, uh, six or seven years now Um, And I always struggled with it when I first heard about it and the easiest way I find to think about it is an example. So let's say we have um, somebody who's coming to work in, um, uh, let's say, um, Saudi Arabia, and they're coming from India. Um, And they go and open up a bank account um, uh, uh, with a bank in Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, uh, What um, both the FATCA and the CRS regimes um, uh, will require is that the bank, that opens up that account for that individual must take down details of that individual, like their address and so on. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, it will collate that information about them with the um, uh, account information, um, for example, how much interest they earn on the account over the period. And then, uh, if you like, that information on them at the end of the kind of fiscal year will be gathered together with all the other, if you like, um, uh, account holders, in, in this case, Saudi Arabia. Uh, gathered together, and then that information will be sent back to the home territory um, of the individual concerned, wherever they're kind of domiciled or resident. So, in my little example, that would be India. Uh, and so, India would get a series of um, uh, 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 data coming through on account holders in Saudi Arabia, um, which would allow them to make sure that all of when uh, Indian nationals submit their tax returns, all of the information is complete on those tax returns. And you can see it's quite a clever mechanism for preventing um, uh, uh, any form of uh, tax evasion uh, or tax avoidance even by individuals. So that's, the, that, that's, if you like, the mechanics or the practicalities of, of, of what it does. Um, but actually, just related to that, Bill, Owl, I, I know uh, the am um, interested on your thoughts on the same question. And also, I think you were telling me on one occasion how
1: much um, revenue this has caused tax authorities to raise globally. Yeah, that's right, Peter. I mean, I think that's a great example of, of how the regimes are working. I mean, just to dig into a, a bit more detail, uh, the, the FATCA uh, firstly came out. Uh, it was actually introduced as a part of the Hire Act uh, in the US, and it required um, all countries. It's an international piece of tax legislation requiring financial institutions in all countries to report on US uh, account holders or US citizens. Um, And then following the introduction of FATCA, um, the G5, and then the G20, uh, and now 113 countries decided to adopt the Common Reporting Standard, uh, which means that financial institutions uh, need to collect and disclose information on the tax residency of their customers. So clearly a a very uh, powerful tool uh, being used by governments to combat tax evasion Um, And many financial institutions uh, have found this a huge challenge. I think a huge tax technical challenge due to the complexities of the rules, but also a huge IT challenge as well and a huge technology challenge. So very large institutions have looked to automation and tax solutions uh, to collect data, to manage data, and be able to report that data. And indeed, the OECD um, released a lot of statistics, particularly around CRS, Um, One of those is some 4.9 trillion euros of data has already been exchanged under CRS. That number keeps changing as more countries adopt uh, the the requirements for the Common Reporting Standard and as uh, as more customers are disclosing information under these regimes. What's also um, uh, helped uh, by implementation of these regimes are some of the disclosure programs released by countries. I think the introduction of some of these Uh, automatic exchange of information uh, mechanisms has uh, encouraged taxpayers to disclose more information. So on the overall, let's say, global scale, uh, they've both been very powerful tools and they continue to do so. And just going back to your example um, uh, regarding a Saudi Arabian bank and, and an Indian tax resident customer, what's quite key about the CRS, it's a multilateral exchange of information. So information will also go the other way Uh, uh, from India to Saudi Arabia in respect to Saudi tax residents in India so very very interesting.
0: And just to pick up on two things that you mentioned there Bilal, um, the um, one thing people often say to me is um, a lot of the kind of tax changes that that, that are coming through um, uh, uh, these days require sort of cooperation and people say to me surely that level of cooperation is not going to be possible. And I do always cite the, the FACA and the CRS regimes as excellent examples of where actually the level of cooperation has been very high. Um, and um, you know, it's a benchmark for what can be achieved when, when governments you know, agree on a common set of protocols. So you know, I think, I think that's, that's, that's interesting in itself. The second point, just picking up on your thought, um, Al, was um, uh, specifically around the kind of volume of data. The, 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 you, you alluded to the fact there's very large volumes of sort of personal account data here mm-hmm. uh, and one observation I'd have is a lot of um, financial institutions that have to administer these regimes at the moment are still um, uh, have a number of manual processes in actually handling it and this has got to be an area where automation um, uh, is going to help and there's, some, yeah, there's certainly some good solutions out there that, 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 that we work with that, that do that but let me ask you a um, Uh, 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 a question Bilal, given that the um, this factor CRS regime you said has been in place you know like for seven years now surely it's up and running everybody's done everything that they need to do with it it's done and dusted Um, why why should um, uh, financial institutions or taxpayers um, have
1: any concerns over um, uh, the system given it's been in place for so long? Yeah, look, I mean, it's a great question and and, and something that that a lot of people are researching and thinking about now. I think to think about why is it relevant now post-implementation, we need to think back to what the objective was of these regimes, particularly in respect to the common reporting standard. Now, the CRS was originally introduced to create a level playing field between all countries. And what that means is, is that governments, regulators, are required to implement the regime in a certain way, following a certain standard, which has been recommended by the OECD. And then those countries are required to assess on a continuous basis that the institutions in the countries are following the requirements, are compliant with the requirements, and are reporting in accordance with the requirements. Now, why is this important? This is important because the CRS in particular is a multilateral exchange of information regime. It depends on each country following the same requirements, exchanging information with each other. So under the principles of the OECD, um, why is this important now? The OECD uh, is, uh, is in, a, in a mode now where it's uh, satisfied that countries have the legal basis or sufficient legal basis for the CRS uh, to be in place to exchange customer data between countries, but what they're not satisfied with yet, uh, to a large extent, is around well, is everyone compliant fully with the recommendations? And as Peter said, I mean, it's a complex uh, piece of legislation. Uh, many businesses are still getting there in terms of being fully compliant, in terms of uh, introducing technology to automate some of these tasks. So, still a bit of work to be done. So, what? Uh, businesses should expect soon, uh, over the next 6 to 12 months, particularly in the Middle East, is to see regulators, tax authorities, competent authorities, raise assessments uh, for CRS, and uh, expected under FATCA, uh, which will essentially expect businesses, financial institutions, to demonstrate compliance for FATCA and CRS. And this is with the onboarding requirements this is with the due diligence, the annual reporting. But also a very important part is around governance. Um, I mean, governance is, is one of the, the single uh, responses, forms of defence. Businesses have two regulators, two competent authorities. So having a, a robust governance process in place, having policies and procedures which document and evidence uh, a, a financial institution's uh, approach to CRS compliance, and ongoing compliance is incredibly important. Many businesses do have that, but now is the time where many of those businesses will be required to demonstrate uh, that behaviour to uh, tax authorities. And so what you've just described Bilal is, is kind of
0: um, uh, um, the sort of forthcoming prospect of audits on financial institutions. Yeah. Um, so you know, what, what would your best advice be? What, what, if you had to say in a kind of sentence or two, what, what, what is it that financial
1: institutions should therefore do to prepare for this? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, FACA came in in 2014. There were huge efforts by businesses to comply with FACA, And I think that was done reasonably well. Um, we work with some of the largest and influential financial institutions in this region. Uh, many of those are largely compliant with FACA. Two or three years later, the CRS came in many businesses had FATCA fatigue, so their compliance departments, risk departments and tax departments were totally fatigued from FATCA, but they did take efforts to comply with CRS. That was implemented and there is a process in place to annually report, but since then there's been very little attention paid to both FATCA and CRS, um, mainly because of uh, the lack of any audits or compliance uh, uh, compliance reviews. And also I think uh, businesses have many regulatory and tax issues to deal with. So it's kind of been one after the other, particularly in the Middle East. My recommendation now uh, to financial institutions is to look at your existing programme, assess how compliant your programme is against all of the requirements in full. And number two, ensure that you've uh, correctly documented your approach to FATCA and CRS you have a robust governance uh, framework in place, and you have policies and procedures uh, describing your approach to FATCA and CRS and how that's being managed on an ongoing basis.
0: Okay, uh, well, let me, let me play that back, um, uh, your description, uh, Bill Al. Um, I think what, what, what I've heard you say is that as a financial institution, in preparation for this, um, uh, we need to conduct an audit readiness um, yeah. assessment. Um, uh, uh, because the importance of trying to make sure um, that we are compliant in the way that we need to be um, before an actual audit is launched by a tax authority is important really actually for two reasons. One, um, it can be expensive both in terms of sort of penalties and so on if there are errors identified by um, a tax authority. Uh, And secondly, it's got a reputational aspect to it as well. So um, that's probably the recommendation um, as I understand it uh, uh, in summary.